Hello and welcome to the Tiny Plastic People podcast. It is the podcast about tiny plastic people. We play with them, we paint them, and sometimes we predict using them. So it has been Warhammer Fest 2021 online exclamation point. Uh, that has been six days of full reveals all over the place, mostly at 6pm UK time, and we have now watched them all. So we have gathered around the microphones again for a special roundup episode, I guess. This is what it is. And I am joined by Drew. Say hello, Drew. Hello. And Rich. Say hello, Rich. Hey, how's it going? I'm joined by Rouge. Hello. And Alistair. Hello. And I am James, because I think I forgot to say that at the top. (laughs) Right, so, here we go. We've had six days of reveals. Are we all thrilled and excited by the future of Workshop of Games? Yes. Absolutely, yeah, ecstatic, I think. Yep. Pretty pretty happy. It's not what I wanted, but now I want it. (laughs) That's marketing. that (laughs) (laughs) That is a marketing thing we have been marketed to for a full week and uh, it is highly effective yeah so what we're going to do we're going to do a rundown of each day and instead of kind of going through everything that was um on those days because you're on the internet you can pretty much go to a website and find out what was announced on each day yourself what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the things that we think were great so or the things that made us go ooh, or the things that made us go uh let's start with day number one. Rich, why don't you take it away for day number one? So this is this is Age of Sigmar Day. Age of Sigmar's probably my favourite Games Workshop game. Ask me on another day, I'll probably tell you something different. But I always like to see new stuff for it. And what was your favourite thing? It has to be Kragnos. That that model is just He's a big boy. Well, it looks like yeah, it's an incredible centerpiece. Like, I'm a little bit lost for words. I'm <laughs> looking at it again now, and yeah, it's quite the chef's kiss, isn't it? Really detailed. There's um, there's just little design cues on it that I really like. Like, there's no leather on him though, so he's not like using leather from his other destruction friends. Assuming you know he receives some solidarity with cows and deer from. <laughs> Uh, his shape, maybe. Um, so all of his armor plates look quite natural, but then they're chained onto him without, um, without like straps and buckles, which is a really nice touch and something you don't see very often. I think they're quite primitive, aren't they? I mean, it's it's a sort of a very basic form of kind of uh, of our well, isn't armor obviously because he's a, a big naked centaur man, but it's <laughs> it's a very kind of Bronze Age, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's a very primal looking model, but it's also huge. It looks. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really hard to judge the scale of it. Um, I think you could look at it initially, look at a picture of it, and think it was maybe kind of three or four inches tall, and like a dreadnought sized base maybe. But then you start looking at the detail and the size of the base compared to compared to the rim. I mean, estimating guess uh, base sizes is a a role model's favourite, right? <laughs> we could sit and do it for for hours, but um, yeah, it looks big anyway, and he's very tall. I think they showed. Did they? I think they showed a. 
or maybe it was a composite. There was an image in, in the reveal where he was stood with a bunch of stuff around him, and he looked he looked big. Yeah, and I think on the on the day, I think on the day they discussed him towering over everything but Mega Gargants as well, which wow. is oh lord, he coming. Looks like he could be on a a one thirty mil base. I mean, to, to do the base size guess, um, and in that case, I think he would. Obviously, he's not as like wide as a gargant, but I think he's just about as tall as one with his horns. It's an AOS theme, isn't it, to have these big centerpiece models a lot more than 40k. And it's, yeah. it's a thing that sets it apart, um, but it's not definitely, it's definitely not a bad thing. They're beautiful models. Yeah. I even like T-Pose Techless. <laughs> <laughs> Something that um, struck to me um, over the week when they sort of started talking again, well, we'll get there on Saturday, but um, the Kragnos is a model that's very much supposed to go into any destruction army. So all of our, there were a lot of guesses prior to the week that they might be, you know, breaking up the Grand Alliances and sort of like making them not really be as important anymore. And what we've seen over the week is that that's entirely the opposite is true. Kragnos is definitely a model that's supposed to go into all the destruction armies. So anything that's souping, they're introducing these models that can go across lines, um, which is really interesting. I think it helps, particularly if you've got a big centerpiece model. He's probably going to be quite a pricey, pricey lad. So having him accessible to more people is never going to be a thing that uh, old GW doesn't want, really. Yeah, pulling double duty. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got an ogre army, and he doesn't share a lot of design cues with them, bar the kind of fairly primitive metalwork, maybe. And I still think he would look really, really impressive with them. So I'm quite tempted, price notwithstanding, or anticipated price notwithstanding, rather. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see these big, tall models really add to the visual appeal of an army on the tabletop. I think it's great that there's one that's kind of accessible to everything i think he's got quite a lot of textures on him as well which is quite nice because it means that you can you, you can tie that into a lot of different sort of destruction for you know existing destruction armies that you might have yeah you know there's a lot of bare flesh which you know, some forces might not you know recognize and obviously you know other ones like you say your ogres probably do have a lot of bare flesh already but then there's yeah. also the metal work there's a lot of sort of hair and fur and sort of rocks and stuff and I, I think yeah you could really tie it into a force you had already even though it's quite a distinct model and i mean, that's possibly what i like most about it is it's it's very much not a thing that is in another you know in another game maybe or another kind of line yeah i'm looking forward to seeing james's inevitable mushroom covered version I was just thinking like how how he would fit in a gloom spite army because personally like I think he's a fantastic model but I would not pick him up to have him as he is with my army if you if you get what I mean I'd say that's the biggest that's the biggest gap for the destruction armies and his aesthetic I yeah, think is gloom spite not, for sure he's not quite a lumpy troll person but you could imagine yes. either building your own troll or Something of similar stature. Cover him in goblins, him. just riding him around. <laughs> just a pile of goblins. Yeah, Gobblepalooza on his oh, back. It could be like a, wick, uh, like a wicker man of goblins, just Ooh. like 
all crammed into just this structure, which, which is weird. The, the squig hopper goblins are all posed like like madly trying to hold on to the squigs, so you can have them all just like hanging off his arms because they already have the like flying <laughs> leg poses and stuff. It does sound like me to s- turn a like a ninety pound kit into something that costs over two hundred pounds? Yeah, so. it's totally reasonable. <laughs> um, I'll let I'll let someone else pick their favourite, but I do want to just give a shout out anticipating that none of the rest of you might pick this to age of sigma soul arena which is an upcoming mobile auto battler game in the vein of um, dota underlords or the original auto chess i'm quite excited about this i've always wanted a game that plays itself yeah i really like these um these games and to have an age of sigma themed one with some cute little chibi design is uh yeah that's quite appealing to me so i was big into chibi stormcast remember those ones that they released last was it last year uh or the year before of the little chibi uh space marines and sisters of battle and yeah things. i love those uh i am missing a sisters of battle if anyone would like to post me a sister of battle that would be very like, <laughs> i'd appreciate that similarly i need an, an assassin so <laughs> let's just use our podcast Can't help you there global <laughs> reach to reel in <laughs> tats okay let's uh Let's uh, jump over to uh, Alistair. Is there anything on day one that particularly caught your eye? Uh, I really liked the um, Radica, the new Radicar, Beast Mode, Werewolf Radicar. He's really, really cool. Well, I, I mean, he might be the first model in the um, uh, the new Vampires range that sort of I really, really like, and I might get to paint. While I'm not really a big Vampires fan. Um, that model is really cool. I do like werewolves and vampire and werewolves quite a lot. So my big monkey's poor closing moment. Like, oh, they put werewolves on AOS and they're vampires uh, as well. Vampires. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really cool. He's really, really. Cool. He's awesome. That's another one of kind of misleading size, right? So he looks like a big lupine guy, and then you see the little. Uh, what are they? Vircos Bloodborne vampires crouch next to him on the base. Those are like effectively full height twenty eight mil characters when they're stood up. So he's he's mm-hmm. tall. Yeah, he's. I I really like him. I think that was that would have been my pick if Alistair had not got there first. But uh, <laughs> the whole wolf side of the vampire stuff they've shown is really really like if, if yeah that's 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 the good stuff. That's yeah. AOS taking design cues from like other places it's taking like kind of traditional vampire and werewolf and lichen um like mythology and folk tales and things and then turning it into something that is really it was hinted at in the uh, cursed cursed city box game but what they've shown is like really like that was clearly just the prequel to all of the vampire stuff, pretty much, but particularly those wolf-style ones. Uh, I've got to say, I'm not, I'm not huge on the uh, the mother of vampires that they showed. It's a great model, but it's not kind of the aesthetic which I was after. So then, when they showed uh, Belladama Volga, the first of Vikros, that model kicks ass. Yeah, yeah strong agree on that. The- the posing on that one list. Chef kiss. Riding side saddle on a wolf. Side saddle, <laughs> yeah. The two wolves, everyone's staring mm. at you. She's got little wolfy feet. Great model. Yeah, she's very she's very nice. 
I think I have to offer a, a counterpoint. I mean, I do like the Wolf Grandma. It, you know, it is a very good model, but it, it is still sort of very traditional vampire. And so many places do sort of traditional models, I think. And, and, and that there, if I had to say, if there's anything I liked on the first day, my, my top pick has to be Luca Vi. You know, the mother of vampires. That is such a, such a good aos model for me that aos is just always dialing it up to 11 that you go you know there are other fantasy games and they got dwarfs and elves and you know orcs and stuff and to me age of sigmar is really you know the 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 design language of age of sigmar really is the ability just to go let's do something totally different and very weird and and to me you know luke of i is a is a must-buy model, I think. I know you. I, I do like vampires. I I struggle to play Age of Sigma, but I think I'll end up, you know, I'll buy her pre-order just to paint, if nothing else. Um, it's it's pure weird fantasy to me, and and that's the biggest draw of Age of Sigma, just to see something so kind of unheimlich, though so strange, you know. And the normal vampires, the rest of the ones they've revealed are, you know, they're nice vampires, but they're not a big crazy vampire dragon lady. <laughs> it's certainly very marmitey from like the other things which we've uh, read online and people have talked about. Uh, you do get an extra torso in the box, so uh, you can see lots of people uh, smashing, smashing that together with old Sigvold maybe or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like it would be about the right size, I think. So, Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy, crazy model. Um, if you'd said to me, Von Karstein vampire merged into a bat centaur kind of thing, I, th- I think in my head I would have not been able to imagine in a million years how that worked. And it does. It's like Drew said, it's so AOS. I think what I was secretly dreaming for and excited for with reveals of kind of new skeleton warriors and new blood knights was just kind of a very von karstein armored arrogant vampire kind of army and i don't think that's really what we've received but we have received very aos army so in that regard i'm i'm still very happy (laughs) yeah it's definitely that thing where there's different strands you can take your army down so a bit like with, uh, with a bit like with Gloom Spite, you could go Spidery, you could go Moon Clan, or you can go Trogs or Squigs. Uh, with this one, you can either go Wolves or Skeletons or Zombies or mix them all up. It seems, uh, and that's pretty cool. That's one of the nice things about AOS is that it really there's multiple factions within each faction to play with. Yeah. Definitely. Did anyone else have anything uh, they want? They saw on AO- the first AOS day. It turned out uh, before we uh, move just on. Just that I love the expressions on the two little guys looking up at Radicar. <laughs> Big Pogger's energy happening there. <laughs> they are thrilled to be there. The one peeping out from behind the log in particular yeah. is... The little one with the, mm. the sword and the, and the chalice has Big Dad, can I get a milkshake with my Happy Meal energy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. You could imagine mm. someone doing a kit bash of, like, Lehman Rusk on 
full. Yeah, that'd be cool. In the war yeah. or something with him as well. Oh, so good. Okay, let's uh, move on. So, who would like to take us through day number two? Well, James, you didn't really get to pick a favourite from day one, so how about we start with you? What would you pick? I'm going to go for Agathe Dolan, the little minister and priest who goes alongside that Sisters of Battle with the massive banner. That is my favourite thing I saw. She's so grumpy. She's really doing... (laughs) You shall not pass is happening here. That's... I really like the Ministorum weirdos and things like that, so that's just straight along those lines. And the last time we saw one of those, it was getting vaporised on the um, back of that Necron guy. Yeah, I was so going to say. So it's nice to see see an intact uh, little priest. I was going to say, her armour is the same as that um, guy on Illuminus Ceres's base. She certainly yeah. looks happier than him. but Yeah, having a much better time. She's, yeah, not a lot of joy in her face. She's kept all jam inside, so... She's doing well. <laughs> but yeah, lots of new sisters of battle. That seemed to be the order of the day. Uh, did anyone else have anything they wanted to pick out from the uh, um, line? I really like the Palatine uh, model, the Primaris uh, Lieutenant, if we will, of this, if we're going to do those kind of stupid comparisons. But the I really like the pose and the... Uh, I don't know. I think this is a really good example of like GW's new more modern like sculpts like there's so much movement even though she's just kind of there like you've got the rosary flying out all her hair's kind of sweeping over to one side going the same direction as the, the coattails as she steps to the side gun coming up really cool pose yeah i be basic and get the uh the big lady out of the way then and just say that she's my favorite because she's big she's very cool and gold is that the only reason oh she's so cool I love her. <laughs> so good. Morven Val, Abbess Sanctorum of the Adeptus Sororitas. She is a High Lord. Very exciting. Yep. Does she have anime style rocket shoulders yeah, as well? Yeah, you know there's yes. missile clouds yeah. flying out of there. Yeah. That is somebody who sat in an office looking out of the window at an Imperial Knight and slammed some kind of Ministorum requisition button. Say, build me one of those. I'm going for yeah, a walk. It's so cool. I thought at first when they revealed it that the big the big robot arm was pointing. It wasn't holding a sword. And now I'd love to see a conversion of someone converting it so it's just doing a big point. Yeah. Yeah, like commanding the <laughs> battlefield. Yeah. But yeah, it's really cool. She's so good. So so good. Yeah, I think I like just every single Thing that was reviewed on that day, revealed on that day, um, which was mostly Sisters of Battle, I suppose, overall. There was some terrain at the end, which you've seen before, and it's just a reboxing. It's a good terrain. Yeah. Um, I think but... it comes with a mat. It comes with the board as well, I think. I think oh, so. That's great. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a full battle zone box. Shout outs to people who wanted plasma pipes. They're back. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see those back. I can't remember the official name for the 40k battle sizes, but I think that box is big enough with the boards that come in it to have a thousand point game on based on their recommended table sizes. Yeah. So if it's like the last one at 80, 80 to hundred pounds, I think it was like, it's a pretty good mm-hmm. all in solution for a small game at home. Yeah. Mechanicus trains never offered very much cover though. No. Yeah. That is a problem. You could always explode next to a thermic pipe though. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I just to go back to some of the sisters stuff, the the next wave of sisters along with the codex and things, it just looks really like they've just gone to town yeah. with the army and it's 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 just nice to see. Like I love the battle tank. The battle tank is so cool. I think the tank is my least favourite, but I I can understand its appeal. Um but yeah, it's the, the range is cool. I quite like the boots on the ground yeah. sort of side to the sisters where they're just they're basically all just fervent yeah. religious zealots who are dressed up in power armor and are gonna go hit some people. So the the walkers and the suits not so big on, but they're cool models. They're all extremely grounded. Like they've got, well, they've got the standard like literal sort of like layers of ornate like rosaries and candles and charms. Underneath that, they're wearing really solid armor and like leather like you know, they're going out and they know they're going to get shot um but they're going to shoot someone back after they get shot <laughs> like they all look yeah. dead hard i suppose i am desperately trying to convince myself that i do not really really want a small sister's army that is just Morven Val and the paragon war suits and maybe a tank to back them oh, up but i'm not big, sure a whole war suit that patrol would be that would look so good. I am a sucker for like that big anime style power yeah, armor yeah, is yeah. the thing that like excites my sci-fi brain. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like the other side. I, I kind of want to see lots of like bulk and wielding sisters, just like a troop horde of them, like the whole convent together. Like they got up from prayer, they picked up their gun, and now they're just going to pour out of a church and shoot people. Yeah. And then led by those ones with the shield yeah. and the, the those gun shields are really cool. Yeah, the what they sell the special Celestines, aren't they, or Celestines? Celestian sacrosancts. It's just I'm so so pleased to see this new sisters range, like just giving yeah. you options that for years have not even occurred to people with their old male sisters of battle army. To well, yeah, have these kind of options when you're building a list. Mm. It's great to see. It's nice to see GW really kind of doubling down on what they said when they said they were bringing sisters back and supporting them, and they're going to be a proper, yeah. proper forty k army. They must already have one of the larger ranges of modern kits, right? It's been a really strong range refresh. I think they definitely, yeah. definitely hit their stride, and then just kept going for a bit more, and just like said, "Well, let's get some anime in there." I mean, I feel I should probably be quite lucky because I've got all my old metal ones and I've only got foot sloggers, really. So they're only an excuse to buy the yeah. funky big new ones, which we might be good, actually, because it makes the scale difference a bit less obvious between the new plastic and the old metal. I think the uh, I think the big church robots, the war suits, might be the closest thing 40K's managed to do recently that gets anywhere near the AOS stuff. For me, in terms of like quality of model and design, I mean, it is basically like sisters and necrons have really been the ones to really benefit from full range or not not quite full range refreshes, but mm-hmm. pretty much a complete redo of an army. And it, you can see those strands of AOS in there where like there's different ways of making the army. Like I was saying earlier, is that like sisters? You could do an elite force now. Or you could do the foot slogging force, or you could do one which has real tricks and things 
to like close combat and stuff like that, but like a more classic Sisters Force. Ah, just more tanks that look like churches, please. <laughs> Could do that for days. I'm still holding out for Crab Cathedral. I'm I'm all aboard yeah. walking church crab robot train. One maybe, day, maybe next year. <laughs> if we keep mentioning it enough, it it will happen. That that's how it works, isn't it? You just you know that that survey every yeah. year. Crab Cathedral yeah. is the Crab answer Thiedral. to every question. Okay, so day number three was the Black Library Day, and everyone was expecting lots of books for some reason. What well, did we get? We we did get a lot of books, but much to my uh, just incredibly over-enthusiastic shout as soon as they appeared on screen, we've got new Gaunt's Ghost models. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, I'm speechless. Does everyone else like the Gaunt's Ghost models? I, I like them. I'm probably going to order them, and I'm going to turn them into cultists, surprising no one. Absolute reprobate. I think they're really cool. I I like them as models, certainly. I I, I wonder what place they have in a game, but at the same time, Mm, they're they're cool models, and they can look cool and not actually have to be uh, a thing in the game. And I think it's not just the fact that they're from a different time period to... 40k now but it's also the idea that there's these elite people in the books that win against all the odds and then when they're on the tabletop and they're like minus one to hit guardsmen it's a commissar and five guardsmen (laughs) yeah it's it's less of a a dream or less of a you know a story but i suppose if they're good in you know the kill team or something that's the place for them and yeah and have them sneaking around i really love the gaunt's ghost novel series i think i read all 14, 15 of them in the last year since we've been locked down and the thing I really love about this set is that all of the characters, the named characters look how they do in my mind's eye or really close but they also still pay homage to the old metal Gaunt's Ghost set that where they weren't named characters although they were obviously inspired by the ones in the books, they weren't necessarily called out by name so you can see in kind of Gaunt's pose, it's kind of similar, and the face looks kind of similar, but it's also still a brand new, really great Games Workshop sculpt. They don't, they haven't really had to hold themselves back to do it, which is nice. Yeah, it's quite an early Gaunt as well, isn't it? He's only got his brains well, not his. Yeah, that was one of the complaints there. I saw from some people were saying they wished it was. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean obviously everyone saw the chat; it was going to complain about everything, but. Some some people were saying they would have preferred it if it was a later version of the of the squad because they have a f- little bit more diversity and representation by the time they get further down. But hey, maybe we're going to get a second. Yeah. Maybe we're going to get a little second box somewhere. It is a series with a load of badass female characters. So in a way, it's a, a little bit disappointing to have none of them in this set yeah. but because i understand it's a, the book is set at that time but that doesn't mean they have to do the same with the minis exactly maybe. but maybe it opens the door for a wave two with some some awesome new models in so. conjunction with the stuff coming for day five it bodes well it was a really gaunt gaunt heavy day so there's a lot of gaunt and the wider sabbat kind of sabbat worlds setting of gaunt's ghosts i guess there's a new a new prequel slash early days Gaunt's Ghost novel called The Vincula Insurgency. Um, the College Years. Yeah, that comes in a very fancy limited edition 
tin, leather folio, badges, patches, you know, classic Games Workshop limited edition fare. I assume we should expect a, a non-limited version of that a few months afterwards, as, as is standard. There's some other Gaunt's books being anthologised into the Sabat War anthology. And there, I'm really excited about the limited edition Sabat World's Crusade big book. That's a book I missed out on a couple of times so far. Get the impression it's just a reprinting of that again, but in a very nice embossed leather cover with some coins or objective markers. And what looks like and some cla- highly classified art cards as well. So don't <laughs> tell anyone about those. It's a very cool book that I'd like them to do more in the same style, where it's a kind of a lore background book, but it's all written in character as though it's actually like a an assessment of the Sabat World's Crusade and how how it's going and how the battlefront looks. So it's it's really characterful and yeah. detailed. How it started, how's it going? Meme, if you will. <laughs> Drew is holding up a copy of the la- the last printing of it. I think it's very nice. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago that last printing came out? Two years, something uh, like that. I was allowed outside the house, but it must have been. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my local games workshop had one left when we went into that first lockdown. And I rushed down there as soon as we were allowed to go to shops again safely. Like, I'm going to buy it. I can't get it anywhere. I'm going to buy it. And it had already sold. So someone else has obviously been staring at it wistfully through the window while the store was closed and got there faster than me. Uh, did anyone else see anything which took their fancy from the Black Library down? Yeah, I'm. I'm fairly... Black Library illiterate. I'm really only just dipping my little tippy toes into some of the audiobooks, but I am enjoying the the stuff that I'm listening to. Um, and I believe there is the next Siege of Terror book coming. Is that there correct? Siege of Terror Six so, Warhawk. Now, this supposedly contains a little meeting between Jagatai Khan and my favourite. Space Marine Daddy, if the rumours are correct. So. I think the rumours are incorrect. Oh. Yes, I think they're. Yeah, I, better, I, found well, I don't want to spoil the other scenes. Well, I'm cancelling I'll just say orders. this, Rouge. I'll say this, Rouge. The picture on the cover is Jagatai Khan facing off against Mortarian. Oh, yeah, I know that, but there's supposed to be a scene where he fights Fulgrim, right? Just please. Oh, right. Okay. I oh, don't yeah. Know. They put one of those in every single one of the books. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's the whole focal point. Apparently, there's a in the timeline. Jagatai has to have a fight with Fulgrim at some point for something, some landing port or something. I don't know. We'll oh, see. Well, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see. In I hope so. I've pre-ordered twenty-five just... copies, so they <laughs> <laughs> better. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about the Siege of Terror Six as well. I've not gotten round to Mortis yet. The audiobook seems to have vanished into the internet ether. So. My uh, listening joy of that, of listening to Jonathan Keeble say boom a lot, is uh, <laughs> yet to occur. But Siege of Terror has been great so far. I think uh, more of it is good. And book six means that we're getting close to the end. There's only going to be eight in the eight in the series. So they've got to start cramming in some more of those novellas or something to you know, pad it out a bit in that traditional Black Library style. Yeah, I thought that was a novella. Only you saying there that it actually has a number that it. I realised it is the next Siege of Terror book. I assumed yeah. it was whatever you know Jagatai Khan did next. 
the novel. <laughs> and it's uh, Chris Rates as well, who wrote some of the uh, White Scars books for the Horus Heresy, but also did some of my favourite 40k books, the um, Emperor's Legion and the Vaults of Terror. Yeah, so, those are great series. Uh, he is up there with with my favourite Black Library authors. Did anyone else see anything which they uh, took their novel fancy? Uh a lot of the crime books looked interesting, yeah. Um, but I haven't read any of them, so yeah, I'm actually really um, quite excited to like just see more crime, Warhammer crime, um, because um, some of the, my favourite books that I've read were actually the Enforcer novels, um, which are a bit older now. But those are from the point of view of a sort of Arbites. Actually, not. Um, she's not even an Arbites. She's a just a proctor, um, I think. In which is like a sort of like high police lieutenant um, on in a 40k city, and there's no sort of alien nonsense or war at all. It's all terrible <laughs> crimes being done by nobility or various sort of like factions within the Imperium. And I think it's like I really enjoy them because I actually just like reading about the the Imperium and basically how incredibly messed up it is and how everyone is trying to get at each other. But um, I feel that it really grounds 40K as a setting, having... Because if everything is war, like, nothing is really that interesting on a sort of greater scale mm. to me. Yeah. Like, there's got to actually be some some stakes, and the stakes are these cities where... It turns out, like, everyone's lives are terrible. So maybe the war is actually not that good after all. Just let them all burn. <laughs> They'll be happier for it. Yeah. I mean, I think all the Warhammer crime books are set in the same city or the same planet as well. So oh, they all kind of... I think so. That I believe that was... Or at least some of them are all set in the same place. So, I mean, one of the cities is broken. Apparently, that one of them is Broken City, and it is also full of sanction and sin at the same time. My favourite so. club night, that is. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, <laughs> got to get your new rocks and trench coat on for that one. Yeah. Um, anyone else before we uh, move on? I'm quite excited by Steel Tread, which just seemed to be a 40k novel, not in any grand series, but it's about the crew of a Lehman Rust demolisher, the Imperial Guard. Yeah, lads and lasses on tour in a tank. Um, it was very, very good looking through that. Yeah, they're all beautiful, right? Um, it's a nice piece of art to go with it, posed very much like a sort of wartime tank crew pose on their tank kind of photo, um, which I assume is the front cover. Yeah. Generally, tank crew bits in other 40k and 30k novels I've really enjoyed. Um, it's a really interesting way to tell a story. It's the kind of submarine novel, isn't it? You you are in somewhere small and you don't want to be outside, kind of. Yeah, exactly that. There's a really good bit in Double Eagle, which is mostly about the sort of flyers of the Aeronautica Imperialis. Um, but there's some good kind of parallel stuff with tank crews on the ground, so I'm really excited to see more of that. All right, let's move on to day number four. Day number four was called the Boxed Games Day, but uh, who wants to be first to say the word crab? I was just going to say, are we going to say crab together? Just five, <laughs> five crab. Okay, Drew, what was your favourite model? I, I, I do like crab, but the, 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 the Necromunda. 
uh, being you know a, a game I do like. Um, at the pip crab at the post, very slightly <laughs> ricocheted off crab meta. Yeah, I mean, and there's still weird fishy things in that. It's just they're, they're slightly more grim and horrific. Um, yeah, I really like them. They, you know, uh, I've had a lot of Dalak kit over the years, which I've tended to get kit bashed into other things. But now I'm finally thinking, I get the Black Gang. You know, they they are <laughs> some some nice weirdos. Yeah, I really like that uh, the stuff we've seen because, like, I think of all I mentioned this before, but um, I think out of all of the Necromunda sort of like gang expansion boxes we've seen, this is the one which has had the most sort of unique set of models out of it. Um, there are obviously yes. only two yeah. bodies body types, but they've four really distinct models out of it. For every time they release one of these Necromunda boxes, it's always something a bit different. So that's been really nice to see whenever they release the like book of... Well, these from the book of Sh- House of Shadows. House of Shadows. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going to say book of shit, then. Book of shit. Just the big Delac expansion. They're just a big book of shits, mate. I think that was the Cordal one, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's book of the shits. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I would have gone for as well. The, um, the, the Dark Gang is just really great for kit bashing and putting on things. And I really like the guys with the, or the, the whatever they are, with the big hoods and holding the worm. Yeah. It's like, I've, I'm going to take my worm to war today, mother. Not to the worm. I think you'll find it's a psychoteric worm, worm with a Y. Of course, how all have. <laughs> I really like with those that the kind of more simple-looking fighters are the leaders, and the really like esoteric psygeists are like the lax equivalent of juves, but they're they're juves that have acquired psychic powers somehow. Oh, yeah, they're really really cool, and the squid is just the squid is incredible. Oof, that is great. That's a, that's a good squid. Yeah. It's quite a fishy day, wasn't it? I don't like Deacon, but I do like this warband. Um, they're super interesting. I think they've all of the models are just really, really cool in it. Um, I think that they they look a bit fragile, to be honest, because they've all got these weird spindly. They're like a little eel friend that's like trying its best to crawl off the base, um, <laughs> or the guy with a spear who's. Basically, like a new Ideneth spearman, but the spear's coming out the back. Um, but they're all like incredibly cool and really dynamic. Um, and of course, there is Crab, who is the best. The Crab is amazing. I love it so much. Yeah. Crabnos. I'm all aboard too. No. Crabnos, lobster kin for sure. I've enjoyed the photoshops that everyone's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I just don't think you're allowed to have a crab and not expect that kind of response. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, so probably model of the whole week, to be fair, for a lot of people. It, it might have the wrong number of legs. We might have to cancel the crab. It, it's not a crab. Uh-oh. It only got eight. I, I think, think it has I think it's yeah, only got six eight, on, yeah. Six and then and claws. I think crabs have ten, don't they? Well, that's ruined it for me. Write in oh. to the tiny plastic people at gmail.com and tell us about crabs. GW, you can't do anything like that. 
<laughs> awful, awful. It's the only the only mistake I truly care about. So, cool. Mm. Did anyone see anything else that took their fancy on the day of the boxed game? Well, I mean, there was oh. the there was the epic troll Thunderhawk plastic gunship moment where uh, Nick Payton did incredible work selling a selling a tiny spaceship flying around. I think it's a really cool looking model. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, we saw the first new plastic Eldar models for a million years. Sad trombone noise. Very small. I mean... <laughs> they look really cool, though. Just pitch it, pitch it in the worst possible way, why don't you, Rouge? <laughs> um, I, I was crossing my fingers for Eldar, for Aeronautica, and yeah. I'm really excited to see them. I am slightly disappointed that the designs they've chosen are like the two old Forge World Eldar planes rather than like the Hemlock from current 40k plastics. Yeah, maybe they'll release the Hemlocks. Yeah, I think that's entirely possible and you know, fair play to them. It's made by the Specialist Games team and they, you know, they designed those original planes and probably want to keep using them and they are really nice still and then there's some very... They're all Forge World kits, aren't they, in that case? Uh, all of the planes, yeah. So every time a new Imperial in, Aeronautica Imperialis kit comes out, I keep thinking, well, like, when am I going to get these? Because I really like small spaceships, like quite a lot. Um, I was really into X-Wing um, for a long time. And these, I, I mean, I don't have people around with money I could play the game with, which is a bit of a bummer, but... I mean, small planes are their own reward at the same time, and they can be Indeed. sitting on a table in Titanicus. Very pretty background. Yeah, it's very nice to see that all three of the Space Marine planes that they uh, they previewed are heresy-era designs, so Titanicus players will be jumping for joy at some new base decorations, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> They're very nice, and if you like X-Wing, Alistair, Aeronautica is a really fun game. It's, compared to X-Wing, difficult to get a game of, certainly at the moment, but it plays quite similarly, albeit on a hex grid, and it does feel very dogfighty. So it's a game I'd recommend to people looking for like a small skirmish game. Yeah, I can do that. Little ships are so cool. Yeah. Right. With the little ships out of the way, that's pretty much everything from the box games day. I think people were expecting a few more updates from some of the other smaller games, but uh, you know, there's more things coming. I guess this is just this is just what they announced this day, and then there's time passes, and then more things come out. That's just the way of things, really. So, well, you know, we didn't see epics, so. It's another year without an epic game. Great disappointment. Anyway, we haven't seen what we usually see like a, a boxed game release at the end of the year, so you can keep holding crossing those fingers for another few months before we find out what that is. It's gonna be Battlefleet Gothic, I'm telling you now. <laughs> and if it's not, I will cry for the sixth year in a row. <laughs> okay, well before Rich cries, let's move on to day number <laughs> five, the second of our forty K days. And uh with someone other than me, possibly Drew, like to take it away with what they like the best on this day. Is this because I'm a burgeoning orc player? 
Um, bulging, yeah. a bulging orc player. Bulging orc player. <laughs> I'm not as bulging as these new orcs, are, certainly. Uh, yeah, the new orcs. They are, they are very nice. And I'll, I'll pick out just one, uh, which is the, the knob on the, uh, the basher, quig, whatever it is, the, of the, the biggest of the, the squig uh, riders. Um, yeah, is there to sort of lead this new horde of greenskins. Um, but that one certainly that model is I think my favourite of a bunch I don't know what other people think I absolutely love that one too the fact that this squig hog has clearly developed a very hard carapace on its head for headbutting things and then some orcs have like welded a metal plate on top of that as well is oh it's just beautiful it's so good yeah I think yeah big big squig boy is really good. The the Zograd do-over model is super nice. But I'm really struggling to get past little... Uh, I believe he's been dubbed the Piglio. Colloquially known now as the Piglio. <laughs> the, little, the little grot that could on his wheelie squig. A little snotling just... riding a little squig. Waving his nail. That's all of us. Yeah. That is, that that is all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's the self-insert character in his army set. So, uh, Alice, did anything take your fancy from the uh, vast amount of orcs we saw? Mm, well, I mean, I'm just happy to see that there are new orcs. I mean, they've certainly waited longer than most um, for anything new, of substance, I should say. I mean, of course, they got, you know, New cars were a couple of years ago, and that's really cool. And they've got new things here and there, but this thing, this is the first time we've really seen like a substantial thing that's going to be making up a lot of new armies. And it just means that for any new orc player, they don't have to stare down the barrel of buying like you know eighty old orc boys and painting them. Um, <laughs> which I know people who have been put off from orcs just because they didn't want to paint. Many, many, many old boys, um, but these ones are awesome. Um, and I mean, if they come in twenties, that's all the better. Like, I mean, they know their audience. Was want three big squads of orcs, cash on the table. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a battle box with the squig riders, the knob with the on the big squig. Um, the little Scooty Squig, 20 boys, and the Codex in one box. And Zogrod. Oh, oh and Zogrod, of Without course. Without any the, uh... snots to power up. But still, give him time. Yeah. time. Yeah. They did say that we haven't seen everything from the yeah. Orc refresh, so we did see, probably my favourite one is the Warboss in Megarama. That's so He's good. He's a big boy. So good. The only words that I can use to describe things today, apparently. But yeah, this <laughs> this model is ace. Yeah, what's incredible about that war boss is that he could literally have walked off the pages of like a citadel, you know, catalog from fifteen years ago. Like the language is all exactly the same. They've just updated it so cleanly that it's just. Mm. At first glance, you're like, oh, it's an old war boss. It's like, oh no, it's actually a new, beautiful war boss with loads of detail on him, but he looks just like an old one. So it's, you know, the, everything classic that people love about those old orcs just 
made new. I, they pretty much nailed the orc formula a while ago and just doing it more with more cab skills and slightly larger boys and things. It's You can't go wrong, can you? No, it's it's really good. It's a perfect perfect creation of a model that didn't currently exist. So I'm excited for orcs. But I'm not <laughs> Exactly what I'm I was too say, yeah. to collect them, but I am very excited. And I think releasing all the new this this box set is a really good thing for new players because it just gives them a nice it takes, you know, all of the ah, oh, I don't want to have to paint a hundred guys, you know. Just get this box, paint that up. Protect small. Yeah, you can imagine them live the dream. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine them being a bit more of a, an, again, an elite yeah. army, or like you, an army which you can build the way you want to build them. So you can go for the speed freaks route with all those cool cars and stuff. Like I really like the um, as it rucker truck squid buggy and that Mad Max style. All those have, or yeah. you could go this uh, beast snagger route. So yeah, good stuff. What else did we see on a 40k day? Well... Female Cadians! <laughs> yes. It's something I've been putting on uh, questionnaires for the last few years. It's actually come to pass. And it's a uh, upgrade sprue for the old Cadian shock troop. Shock troop. Cadian shock troop kit. Yeah. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah, so they said it's going to be... A reboxing, including yeah. this extra upgrade sprue that gives you some new special weapons that probably, in theory, if you want the squad with that many special weapons previously, you were buying a lot of command squad boxes or looking for the old metal cadians with melters and stuff, which are pretty valuable now. Or so, the Forge World kits. Or the Forge World kits, some of which I think don't exist anymore. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, and female heads... Much more detailed heads, a few accessories. Yeah, I think yeah, the, some diversity yeah, is great. That is one of the the things I like most. They really like did a I don't know how to how to say it. They did a like incredible job with the diversity that they showed without it being like um like without it playing to any stereotypes or without it being like super cheesy or feeling like forced or tokenistic that uh, yeah. really fantastic work on those on those heads in that in that box totally agree because it, it is just an improvement yeah. yeah it's it's purely diversity improvement and a few special weapons yeah. really and i think that's so good to see in a kind of baseline unit just a, a mix of people and particularly yeah. the imperial guard who in reality you know, only want bodies to have bullets go into them exactly the idea <laughs> grist for the war so, mill such yeah. a mono force but it does have my favourite new head, which is the uh, helmet with the two playing cards yeah. in the top. It's, it's, a, it's an old trope, but it's, it's a, a good one. It's, it's a good really one. Good. I, I think it's worth applauding just on a diversity note as well. Like, GW's obviously got a way to go, but people have been asking for it. and They nailed it for this one. And I hope this like upgrade sprue thing that they've started here, I hope they carry that across to more releases because i'd love to see it for other units and not not just imperial guard yeah yeah you could see that the imperial guard like when the codex comes around that instead of new kits they just get a load of upgrade sprues for lots yeah. of different styles of regiments awesome, which yeah. you could build or mix and match between yeah like heads arms uh and 
is pretty much all you need for like a get start kit bashing. Yeah. I think someone on the Discord made yeah. a good point, which was that perhaps this this kit is a is a way to hold over the the Cadian kit and make it sort of um, feel modern or fit in with any if if they are going to do this presumably is the start of some sort of new guard range that's coming mm-hmm. so this this might be a way to, to to sort of hold over this cadian kit and keep it feeling fresh along with whatever new stuff they bring out yeah 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 that'd be really nice awesome and i guess the last thing we saw was a teaser for what could be a new battle box because games workshop loves a battle box yeah they do once again, uh, I'm outraged that the Emperor's children have been snubbed. <laughs> uh, a unit that already exists. GW, I know you get my emails. Stop it. Come on. <laughs> so this was headlined Fire and Magic in the 41st Millennium. So I don't know if it's we're going to infer that it's going to be called Fire and Magic or if that's just the theming, but the, the teaser very strongly yeah. implied it was Thousand Suns versus Grey Knights. But some new Grey Knights would be heckin' rad. Yeah. Thing and Thing is very 40k naming at the yeah. moment. Piety and Pain. Yeah. Fire and Magic. Noun I mean, and Noun. Fire Children and Happy Me. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to go out on a not a prediction, but a wish for this, in that I hope that this is more like the Eldar versus Dark Eldar box Ooh, from a year or a couple of years ago. Blood of the Phoenix, was that it? Mm-hmm. That was a bit more expensive, but as well as a new character for each army, had a new unit as well. Yeah. Um, I don't. I may be on an island by myself in this, but these battle boxes quite often are existing kits with a new character for each side and although a lot of the Grey Knights characters in particular do need an upgrade from their their metal fine cast current ones I would really like to see a kind of primarification. Well I agree. I think like you're saying their old characters are fine cast but they have primarified other characters like Marnius Kalgar already. So there's nothing yeah. to stop them doing a Primarist Drago and Primarist uh, just troops. Crow. And Crow. Yeah. And yeah. Gravis so the... Armour Grey Knights. We'll see. Yeah. I, I love the Grey Knights Terminators and I worry about like how Grey Knights Intercessors or Intercessor based kits would look alongside those uh, pa- is it paladins they called the terminators yeah I think so but, um, so we'll see maybe it's just a cool new character but they did that Grandmaster Voldus at the end of 7th ed for one of mm. the triumvirates and he yeah. he is just just a terminator but he's big and looks really yeah. really good on the table so he is a big lad that one so yeah might we'll just be see. a mobile game though so uh... yeah <laughs> <laughs> They have done worse. A new, yeah. new Dread Knight would be cool if they're gonna. But I mean, I don't feel like they're gonna just remake. No, it's more likely to be existing units and some new stuff. I think what's interesting is what they're gonna do for the Thousand Suns. Yeah, that could be really. Like we saw a Zangor in the, yeah. yeah in the in the little teaser it, video, but yeah. it would be weird, but not 
unwelcome for them to add a fourth Zangor kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Plus, you can run awesome. them in both games, yep. can't you? So, yeah. depending on what you load them out with, but yeah, Zangor yeah. on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a Saturday morning cartoon, just yeah. birds on bikes. Biker birds from Bath. <laughs> right, let's move on because there is one last day for us to talk about, and uh, it is today, in fact. Um, it was the secret day. They did not tell us what was going to arrive. But uh, who would like to tell us what they are excited about, about what we saw on this day six? I'm excited for this cover art. This is the single best piece of art I've seen from GW for years. It's unbelievably good. It slaps, Yeah, it's slap level midnight. (laughs) It's it's competing with the... uh... My favourite cover art, which is the uh, Man of War cover art from 1993 yeah. or whatever it was. So, uh, it, yeah. Taken almost 20 years to, to do, but. I, yeah. I hate to break it to you, Drew, but that's almost 30 years. <laughs> oh, no. I guess we should say, because we haven't actually done it yet, I think, that this is Age of Sigmar 3rd edition. Um, yeah. And yes. we're looking at the cover art for it, and it's crazy. Just a Stormcast. Battling an yeah, infinite uh, wall in of chaos. herself, I believe. The Celestial yeah. Spear. Whooping some tentacle ass. And, like, that's... Going back to, like, the Age of Sigmar, like, first edition, like, early lore of just, like, this is a setting in which, like, there's just mad, insane, like, more cocky and gribbly monsters and terrible, terrible magic happens summoning, you know, infinite hordes, or there's planes of existence where there's just monsters on every side, and, like, the ground is made out of, I don't know, tentacles and eyeballs, apparently. And all you can do is, like, be an awesome, God-created battle engine of destruction and kill everything in front of you. Because that's Age of Sigma. It's mad. And there's lots of horrible monsters, and... Sigma's gonna have to make a whole lot more very big men and women to stab the monsters. It looks like he's gonna do just that. So we saw Indrasta, the Celestial Spear, which is probably my favourite Stormcast model I've ever seen. It's pretty mm-hmm. rad. Yeah. I think this is one of the most well-balanced models that GW have ever made. It It's framed so well, it's posed so well. The colouring of the heavy metal paint job is pretty exemplary if you like that kind of painting style. They've used a yeah. different colour of gold for most of the mm. model as well, which makes her look really kind of very angelic, heavenly, yeah. I guess. Yeah, very angelic. <laughs> and she's got the, the feathered wings rather than the, I guess, more traditional Stormcast kind of laser wings, question mark? <laughs> or metal wings, depending on how you paint them, I guess. Wings of lighter there. Yeah, that's I guess be, that's what it? they're supposed to be. Um, this this model is so good, and the little kind of scenic base yeah. that she stood on, great base. yeah, with hanging kind of horrible, slimy hanging moths. Yeah. I oh, think uh, into it. Yeah, chef kiss. There was lots of people uh, when this was revealed shouting, "Hello, Saint Celestine conversion." I saw Celestine conversion, Sanguinius conversion, yeah. Sanguinor conversion. 
yeah, the twi- the Twitch chat was wild for this. It's really nice to see people like super yeah. hyped about it. Yeah, because usually, just as a side note, you should probably never ever have the chat open of a Games Workshop live stream just for your own sanity. So. Oh yeah, some of us are masochists for sure. <laughs> unless you're, we'll yeah, it, unless but... you're qualified, don't don't do it. You need to, <laughs> yeah, you need all, all of the special protective equipment as well. It's... So yes, we saw um, we saw Andras the Celestial Spear, which is just just again, it's an amazing model. Uh, but we also saw some new Stormcast Eternals, the Vindicators in Thunderstrike armor. Yeah, I think uh, I think they said Vindictors, not Vindicators. Oh, vindictors. Uh, which you know, this is premium, uh, premium yeah. nonsense word reusage from Games Workshop as usual. But um, the uh, yeah, really nice uh, Stormcast yeah. in a static pose with a spear and a different shaped shield and yeah. Kind slightly of slightly bigger? more live. Yeah, they look taller, but I don't know if that's partly posing and partly the yeah. slightly narrower. I think they armor. said they were bigger, but they're definitely mm-hmm. more. I don't want to say more really more realistically proportioned. If that's what floats people. Yeah, mind. they I do mean, feel you know, like it. Hot new Sigma X Grungly collab just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. I I kind of hope. Mm. I hope they come maybe in bigger units and we get a kind of more tech guard style. Yeah. Mast or yeah. um, the Lumineth Wardens kind of mast spear units, I think, look so good on that's, the table. That's so. what I was about to say. Is the only thing I don't like, or the only issue I see with them is that, uh, you know, with a big spear like that, you want to rank them up, but they just look great on square bases. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. I think the, uh, <laughs> the, po- the, po- the alternate poses were really good. A lot of people wanted the uh, spear poked through the shield. Uh, and they got that, and, and again the 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 head range again, just like the Imperial Guard, uh, incredible work mm. again with the uh, representation and everything, and Lady Stormcasts were here as well, yeah. out in force. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, we also saw the Annihilators, the uh, Thick Boy. These <laughs> <laughs> these are some heckin' chunkers. That is true basically a stormcast terminator yeah i don't know who it was that said it to me it might have been you Rouge, even that said these kind of look like no. the stormcast version of the yeah old it Saturnine wasn't me Terminators. It was, um oh i can't remember who it was but yeah i can i can see the resemblance the way the shoulder pads start curving up over the head mm, big kind of beetle oh, yeah. shoulder yeah. pads yeah I, I was certainly thinking that you know dark angel that nine terminators mm. yeah. could could well or you know 30k dark angel that are nine Terminators with a nice big lion as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, that is perfect, isn't it? Well, I look forward to seeing those in six months, Drew. You've promised. You've promised me now. So six months optimism. <laughs> These also have a two plus save, which Stormcast players the world over will be back flipping in joy to hear. I believe because it's always amusing to see your big line of liberators with their huge. Glimmering warplate and tower shield, and then something attacks them, and you roll the dice, and it's four plus save. <laughs> so yeah, seeing huge armored warrior with a two plus save, I'm sure people will be pleased to see. I'm quite excited by all of these stormcast. But what was we also had like an interview about what to expect from the new edition, and it was kind of thin on the ground. It was kind of I think. Personally, I think that because we haven't seen the end of Broken Realms yet, they're pulling their punches a little bit. Yeah, okay. they had to announce this. 
they had to announce and get it out of the way that yes, we are doing a new edition. Don't worry, yeah. everyone. Everything's in hand. But it was quite nice, in fact, that they haven't spoiled what happens at the end because we have yet to see what the uh, new evil is at the uh, at the end of the uh, or whoever these stormcast will be fighting. Yeah. So we had a, a teaser of some glowing eyes around a campfire and some kind of human soldiers. Um, just cartoon artwork. Um, yeah. And there's been the suggestion on the Kragnos base. There's a little shrine, isn't there? And that yeah, that supposedly keeps ties being into mentioned. Yeah, who's building the yeah. shrines? Oh. Exactly. Maybe the yeah, maybe these, maybe these people. And they've mentioned Gur, the realm of beasts and destruction, a lot in their talking around this edition already. It just like in the past three hours since they announced it. So maybe it's not a new evil. Maybe they just forgot beasts of chaos are a thing, and they're like, hey, guys, we've got this brand new army. <laughs> <laughs> I see Alistair's face lighting up at that suggestion. Uh, I mean, we'll see something. I'm sure this. I, well, it's really interesting to me because so this new evil. I mean, there've been lots of um, rumors that it's some new kind of goblin slash orc slash hobgoblin. Um, and I mean, living in swamps, that would make sense, I suppose. Um, but I'm also sort of my hope is that. Maybe it might not be the the starter box army, but we might see silent people this um this edition. Um whatever they are. So we're getting lots of hints out of Beastgrave and Diachasm that there was this race of strange silent beings that used to live in Gur. Um maybe they're insects, maybe they're spiders. We don't really know very much, but except that they're weird and I like really weird armies. And I really like insects, so that could be really yeah, cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool to see where this goes. Um, we have been promised two more live streams this month of May, so I guess we will be seeing more probably once more of the Broken Realms books or that last Broken Realms release is out that we'll probably see yeah. a bit more then. So that was kind of it. We also saw... Um, well, they had the interview and they said that the new edition includes more command points and improvements to the double turn. Uh, was there anything else which they previewed? Um, not, not really. It was, it was pretty thin. I know thin's not the right word, but it was obviously they haven't gone into a lot of detail. Um, but yeah, it seems exciting for sure. I can already see some uh, Thunder Warrior conversions could be made with those new Stormcast. Yeah. Yeah, should stop looking or going really. I think, like, just, just. I don't know. My, my sort of takeaway from this week is, that, as a, as a sort of a primarily forty k person, is that if, if, if Games Workshop don't stop with the AOS stuff, I am going to end up having to get some sort of army because <laughs> everything. I feel like everything AOS that they've released for I don't know the last year has just been like banger model after banger model. There hasn't been like a single dud in the whole range. It's just such yeah. good work. It's I, uh, it's amazing. It, it's it's great to see it being such a healthy game because it is so creative, yeah. that whole play space which they've made for themselves and probably quite intentionally from a marketing point of view to make sure that they have this room to experiment and do big, crazy things and stuff. And it's just paying off because these models are amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. 
I mean, especially considering all of the like, uh, like uh, you know, um, concern for lack of a better word at the start when they, you know, when they ended the old world, what were they going to do? I think they've they've really smashed it, you know, to the point where if 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 I could have a an equivalent for forty k, do it, just do it. If it meant we got models like this for forty k, just bring it. 50k let's do it let's roll sweet right let's uh i think we should wrap it up there but i think maybe let's do one last round the table round this uh virtual zoom table and find out okay so what was your favorite thing and maybe what do you want to see next after in maybe some of these next reveals so let's go with drew I I don't want to get on the wrong side of the Mother of Vampires, but I think Yandrasta, Celestial Spear, has to be my favourite thing from the week. I think that model is one of the best sort of models I've seen for a long time. And, and you know, it's it's not that adventurous. I was obviously talking before saying that you know, Age of Sigma is this great possibility space, but I just think it is just. I mean, was it Rich saying before about how well it blends in with the base, and just how well posed? You know, it's just a really strong silhouette. It's really easy to read. I think just from pure from a hobbyist point of view, you know, as a painter, that's such a good model. Cool. So, Rich, what do you what best worst? Oh, uh, not worst. Best next. <laughs> well, we don't do worse at TPP. We don't do worst. Um, Try and keep it light. The thing that elicited definitely the greatest emotional response in me was Gaunt's Ghosts and seeing those updated and just awesome new models but I think in the the cold light of day I cannot get over Morvenval, the Abbas Sanctorum the High Lord in the mech suit, she is such an incredible model and I just don't see a future in which I don't impulse buy that model which is upsetting in a way for my bank account, but um, yeah, it's so good. That's that's definitely my favourite. In terms of what I'd like to see next, um, I mean, there's a million unrealistic things I could ask for. I really would like to see specialist games branch out into Battlefield Gothic or Epic or something else. Um, but I think the thing really that I was maybe expecting to see and didn't over this week was a hint at where heresy is going. Um it's I'm not going like, to legends. We've seen loads of we've seen, oh, don't. We've seen <laughs> loads of stuff. I'm not um I'm not concerned that we didn't see it because we've seen loads of really cool stuff and we know there's like a Malagurst model on the way. Um the 30k community perhaps completely incorrectly seems to be building up a bit of a head of steam in believing that something is going to happen. And that assumption ranges from, like, some of the the more core troop kits, like the breaches and the assault troops moving from resin into plastic, like the Mark III and IV Marines, all the way up to another box like Burning of Prospero and Betrayal at Kalth, or even a whole new edition with some significant rules changes. And I think they're, they're all vary on a scale of likelihood, and I don't really think that mass assumption has come from anywhere but I would really like to see more heresy stuff because it's a system I'm really starting to get into so that's what I'd hope to see maybe in the rest of the year some heresy focus mm-hmm. clearly it's not oh. going to be more than AOS and 40k <laughs> but 
So, uh, Rouge. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to hop on the uh, Indrasta train uh, as the favourite thing. But for me, it's not the model. It's that It's that cover art. I can't stop looking at mm. it. It's, in- it's honestly incredible. It's got big 70s, early 80s metal album cover art vibes. I love everything about this image. This is the best thing I saw all week. And it's not even a model. I'm sorry, GW. I don't know. I can't stop looking at it. It's incredible. In terms of what I want, I am a simple man with simple needs. I just need those gosh darn Emperor's Kids, GW. Please. Any day now would be fine. Thank you. Awesome. And Alistair? Uh, I'm afraid I have to echo Rouge that this cover art for Age of Sigma 3 is just so... Tripping balls awesome. Um, and I mean, I just want that energy to just be continue to push into the Edge of Sigma like design space. Like, give us, give us some completely mad new faction, like as demure and like as sort of like serious as some of the like new vampires are. Like, flip that on its head and give us something like this mad. Wall lickingly crazy next. Just I want to see what they can do. Even if it's an army that I don't want to collect, I just want to see them just expand yeah. what they can do with Age of Sigma and just do new and interesting and yeah, just great things. Uh, and I guess I actually forgot myself in yeah. that. So uh, I think the best thing which I saw was well, the thing which I definitely nothing really was like targeted at anything which I currently collect, which is probably a good thing. Uh, which, but everything seemed nice. Like particularly Radica the Beast, I think that's probably my favourite model. I'm working on a lot of Curse City stuff lately, and just seeing the progression of that model and like just within the range is it's just a great, awesome sculpt, and just really that AOS thing of just. A great character model on a big base with lots going on, so that's that's probably the model which I like the most. Um, next is probably just more of what AOS three is. Um, it's a shame that we didn't see more of like Heresy. Like I'm really curious where Heresy goes next. I think that's probably why the the fan base is so like feverish about like what is next because they haven't had anything since the Dark Angels black book and like well there's a model here and there what what are they up to in the studio that should keep people interested in that game i guess beyond yeah just collecting what is already there and the siege of terror series advancing i think is only gonna be adding to those questions where do, where do they go with three books left yeah yeah so I, i'd like to see more of that uh, and i'm just curious because like i think there's a very high chance of me accidentally slipping and making a Mechanicum army at some point. Or, like, painting... (laughs) Oops, a daisy. I already have some of them. Mm. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I want to see. It's a shame that we didn't see, like, a hint of, like, a new box game or something, but it is only May. We don't really see, like, the Christmas build-up until Mm. later on in the year we've got more reveals to come and there's actually might even be some events occurring in in the future near i think with age of sigma 3 coming out as well you're unlikely to have you know two 
big new games being teased at once. And almost every rumour about heresy is either a new box or a new or a new edition, which for me seems you know, with Age of Sigma three on the table, I think you'll wait till that's or, you know, if if it was me making calls, I wouldn't be trying to push two things at once. So yeah, and they they very rarely have done that thing. So, you know, looking forward to seeing what that kind of Indomitus style box could be, or the starter kits and things like that. And, you know, if that, um, uh, I've forgotten her name, uh, Yadrasta the Celestial Spear is inside the starter box. Mm. 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 I don't think she will be. I think she'll be very expensive. On She's her got own. £65 pounds minimum written all over her. And she's worth every penny! <laughs> I was going to say 80, so, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're going for a lower estimate. Shut up and there. take our money, GW. It's the vibe. <laughs> All right, then. Well, I guess this is uh, probably the best time for us to wrap up. It's quite late, and uh, we want to get this out to you as soon as possible. So uh, thank you very much, everyone, for joining me on this uh, post-Day 6 Warhammer Fest evening. Uh, thank you, Drew. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rouge. And thank you, Alistair. Uh, we have been the Tiny Plastic People with you this evening. You can find us on www.tinyplasticpeople.com. You can also find us on social sites uh, at Tiny Plastic Pals on Twitter and Instagram. And you can drop us an email. Maybe tell us what you're excited about at thetinyplasticpeople at gmail.com. So I think it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from everyone yeah don't forget to tweet us your crab memes yeah absolutely send us some crab memes send us the crab goodbye goodbye bye Bye, everybody bye